Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. South Hills Kia fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia. Peters Township is them southhillskia.net. Your calls on Aliquippi continue those. 412-928-9370 is that number. All right, so we can continue to talk about that, and I will field your calls on those, uh, on the Aliquippa situation. I think it's ridiculous, and I think they are – I'll say it. I think they're racially profiled, and I think they're socioeconomically at a disadvantage with the PIAA who fail to understand individual plight – of some people and don't care to get into investigating it and why, why Aliquippa is a transient place. And that's problematic. It really is. Um, all right. So the refs, I, I was going over this and this is all a sports, right? We talk all the time about, Oh, balls and strikes. They stink, right? Oh, they're terrible, terrible in major league baseball. Then we change seasons and the football, the NFL officiating, Oh, man, and it just put skirts on these quarterbacks, and that's pass interference, and how can they miss that with two minutes left? And In basketball, the refs apparently missed 10 calls in the last two minutes of that that Carl Anthony Towns game. 10 calls. Somebody went back and had to watch the tape and figure that all out. There's so much scrutiny, like I said, over the NFL games. Uh, you saw that just bizarre play uh, just the other night, or last night, I guess it was, trying to get a timeout, trying to get a timeout, double dribble, they call the double dribble, and there you go in the NBA. People are losing their mind, fouling protests, everything else. Um, you watch the last couple minutes of a college basketball game, and somebody explained it to me one time. They said the last five minutes of a, the last five minutes of a college basketball game on a clock, on a real-time clock, not the game clock, is like when your wife or girlfriend says, I'm getting ready, I'll be down in five minutes. Same thing. It's never just like right around five minutes. You can count on it being a long time. Because they go to the monitor, because they huddle. Because, Well, here's the deal. We have the technologies to essentially get everything right or get it really close to right. But we have taken such an inordinate amount of time away from the game flow and stop the games and go into all these different protocols and do all this stuff. Let's just stop right here on the 24th day of January 2024 and ask this. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Would things be better if we scaled some of this back? Because even as such, we don't get all of it right anyway. You know, I'm sort of at the point where replay and over-officiating and all of that is, it's mind-numbing to me. It's too much, especially in basketball. College basketball is 
brutal at the end of games. We have lived for a hundred years, seemingly, with the element of human error, both from the participant and from the officiant in these games. Not E-F-F-I-C-I-N-T, but the person officiating, the officiant, the official, that person. We have lived forever with that person being there and being human. Why must we try to get it exactly right? And what we forsake now is the game moving along quickly. It has become ridiculous. Josh is in Charleroi. Hi, Josh. Hey, how you doing? Hey, um, I was going about Alec Quiff, but sure, I'll, sure. I'll just make it quick. Um, I won't say it's a racial thing, but I think it is ridiculous when you look at uh, an Eastern team like Southern Columbia, who's won double A uh, state championships for years and years and years, and they don't get bumped up. I don't think it's fair that, that they do this to Aliquippa. And on the officiating thing, I think the officiating has become worse since like the legalization of, of, of betting, like FanDuel and all of that nature. But that's it, man. I want to hear what you got to say. Sure. Thank you for the call. I don't think the officiating has become worse at all. I think that the scrutiny of the officiating has become so much more time-consuming and such to the point where they feel they got to get it right and they overanalyze and overanalyze and do so, so, so much that it gets to the point where it essentially just stops the games. And that is the part where it slows it down, it essentially, like I said, stops it, and it becomes an unwatchable product. And that's the part that I don't like. It's hard for somebody to it's hard for somebody to get into the flow of all of it uh, in all of these sports. We have, again, I'll go back to it. We have lived forever, forever with human error. Just as we say that, I can't make this up. Villanova and St. John's is on right now, college basketball. I am looking up at the television. They are stopped right now. They are The officials are at the table, Villanova and St. John's, okay? My college roommate is officiating this game. He's right there looking at the television. I'm watching it. I'll, you know, he is looking at it with another guy that he works with. And I'm saying, okay. I, and it's 21 to 13 right now with eight minutes and 40 seconds left in the first half. And they are looking whether it's a block shot or whether it's a travel. Okay? And I'm, I recognize him. He's right there. I know the guy, right? I'm not going to text him about this game. That's his business where we'll text about life and stuff probably tomorrow morning but do we really need to get right one possession with 833 left in the first half when it's 21 13 in the St. John's Villanova game does that have to happen right there we have made and I think that officials are afraid to officiate I just I think they are to some degree because they don't want to make a definitive call because it's going to get reversed or it's going to go to the monitor. It has become overkill so, so much. And I don't think, and here's another thing with officials. I don't think that officials are any worse than they've ever been. Really. I think the speed of the game has gotten faster, and I think our ability to see them on replay and slow-mo replay everything has shown us so much more that we think they're worse and they're really not. 
Maddie's in Bethel. Hi, Maddie. Hey, what's going on? Big fan. Uh, only reason I still listen to FM radio. But, I mean, you know, with the technology that's out there, I mean, it, it, and how far we've come, I realize you're saying it's always been this way. We've always had this human error. But, you know, if we don't use what we have, people are going to complain the other way. I mean, it's the other flip side of the coin. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts I on can, that. Well, hold on, Maddie. I think we should do that to a degree, and I think we should do that within reason. Um, I, I agree. Okay, but if we're going to use technology, we should use it all the way as far as we can, I think. I.e., let's take... Okay, why are we still using... This seems to be for the element of of, of uh, a, a kind of a, a thrill or drama Dr- for dramatic elements, I think is why we use first down chains, right? 10 yard chains. You mean sure. to tell me that a kid at Carnegie Mellon, if I said, here's your, here is what you need to do this semester. You need to figure out a way we could shoot a laser beam across the field, 10 yards from the scrimmage line and put a sensor in every single ball that we're going to use and denote whether or not it's a first down. You mean to tell me I can't get three kids together at Carnegie Mellon that for a semester project can't get that done? Already exists with the hockey pucks, hockey pucks in the NHL. Right. They, ha- they had them, and then they took them away because they didn't like the fact that there were sensors in the hockey pucks that made them hit a little bit different. So it's already happened. Right. So we do something – like we have an a la carte justice system – with some of this. And that's the thing that it's kind of got to be an all or nothing quotient an all or nothing uh, uh, thing that we're married to. And that's the part I just, I don't understand because what, and I guess this is the crux of my argument. We're never going to get it 100% right. No, but there's a margin of error. And I don't think that we should broaden that margin of error and make it worse. However, when the margin of error gets so small, that's where I agree with you. What, what happens when the margin of error, to achieve that margin of error that you speak of, which is this is a great conversation to me because I'm intrigued by this, because it's a sliding scale that you're working off of, right? Right. And, okay, when that margin of error wants to reach a certain point, but in order to get that to that point, do you have a time element in mind that you delay the game? I, I don't want to – I don't think I want to go into that because that's more an effect of what's happening versus what you want, an outcome that you want to happen, right? Um, so it, it's the same thing where, you know, they, they change the rules, like, you know, you know every year, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's gray areas that they didn't think of, and they got to go up to the box, and then they're going to New York, and, like, they got the analysts involved. So, um, you know, there's going to be human error and a margin of error all the time. As far as a set amount of time, I do think there's a point once you hit those those sh- very short margin of errors and those very short, like where it's a gray area, then you trust your officials to make the right call. That is their job. Right. I agree with you there again to a point, to the point where it delays the games so long or makes them arduous or carries them on so long that it screws up the flow of them. Also, how about this? I've often thought of this. Why can't replays just it's almost unfair to the officials that replays aren't done in regular speed. You know, if you look at everything frame by frame and you go and you slow it down to that, 
The game was never played like that. So we're using, and I get it, It's and this would favor your argument, we're using technologies that we have at our disposal. But right. we're not, we're sort of undermining the official in that they can never slow it down frame by frame with their eye. Well, and so that's what it comes down to. You're, you're talking about technological valences in sports and how they're affecting the sport, right, versus the fan experience, right? And at what part do you actually make, in my opinion, you have to make the changes from the actual, like, regulation and rules of the game. You have to at some point say, okay, you get this much time and that's it, right? So you could put time limits on it, and and that's really getting feedback from the person who's consuming this, the the fan, the the, the customer, the you know, those are the people – that you really need to dig into and say, what do you want from the sport? What would make this more enjoyable for you? And how are they going to bring new fans to the sport to also find it enjoyable? I mean, you know, I'm bringing Taylor Swift to the game and highlighting that. I don't, I don't know about all that, but, you know, but there, you know, there's other ways to get more people in the sport. No, I get it, and that's a good call, and I appreciate it. I just – I think when you watch a game and we talk, oh, the officials are so bad, they're so terrible. Well, okay, stop for a moment and think about this. Whenever you say a basketball official is so terrible, man, he had the ball coming off of this player, and then we're actually going to reverse it and go this way. That replay's never shown at full speed. It just isn't. It's not. They slow it down, and it's frame by frame, and the ball, it changed angles, and it started to spin differently because it came off of this guy's fingertip. I'm not giving the officials an out here, but I'm saying it never happens the way they see it with the replay. Carl in New Kensington. Hi, Carl. Hey, Colin. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you. I I just want to make a point about the, uh, you're talking about technology and umps and stuff like that. I I, I completely am against, like, having, like, robot umps for uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, just because, like, if you think about the game itself, I mean, you got nine players on each team, and you've always had an ump behind home plate, and for what, 120 years? I think it starts to like take away from the actual game itself. You start taking people off the field for like a computer. But that's just my take about the whole subject with like robot dumps. Well, see, I'm okay with balls and strikes being called with a with a computer, and here's why: it would standardize a strike zone. Um, I I've grown because some of the humans. Here's why: I don't think that they've that they have the or. We need to get much younger umps and much better umps. But some of the humans just don't have the ability to call balls and strikes anymore. Whenever baseball started, the ball didn't break as hard. Not everybody threw 100 miles an hour. It's just a much different game now where I don't know if the home plate umpire can keep up with the game that's going on. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. We'll get back into the Steelers coming up. Keep your Aliquippa calls coming as well. I think Aliquippa is just getting screwed. I think, And there's no other way to put it. I think Aliquippa is getting screwed. What would be your play, though? What What is their recourse? It seems like they have none. And again, I think there is a racial component to some of this, and certainly a socioeconomic component. We dive into that. We get back into the Steelers. Edgar Snyder & Associates fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money. 
for you. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. That's four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Hold on, I'm sending a text. All right, I'm done. I'm telling my kids to have a good night. Uh, all right, here we are. So, you know, I saw a story today. There's a couple stories I got to get to. One that. The Huntington Bank is one step closer to moving into the former downtown McDonald's, right? So, I don't know about you, but do you remember the, it would have been the 500 block of Liberty Avenue, uh, right there in the corner across from the T-Station, the downtown McDonald's. Maybe some of you young bucks are too young to remember when that was a McDonald's. I mean, if you... I was thinking about this today when I saw this story. That right there on the corner, that McDonald's, if you ever went in there, the nonsense that could be had at... I guess at Stanwix right there. The nonsense that could be had right there Cross from the caddy corner to the T station, right before you got into Gateway Plaza, and that McDonald's, it was like you landed in a different planet sometimes. You'd go into that McDonald's, there'd be people that'd be bunkered down there. So, and sometimes they just sad state of affairs, they didn't have anywhere to go, but they'd be bunkered down there from like 8 a.m. until like 8 o'clock at night 
and they would just post up and have coffee after coffee after coffee and sit in there for hours. So there would be that. Then the mix of that with business guys and girls from like the PPG place and everything just trying to get uh, a quick meal at their lunch hour mixed with some like high school age kids screwing around downtown mixed with the Point Park kids who were college kids that may have smoked the joint or not that were high going in there. It was it was a meeting of it was a place where people met that downtown McDonald's who would never otherwise come together under one roof. Honestly, it was wild as hell at times if you ever went to that uh, to that downtown McDonald's. So it's kind of I don't want to say sad. It was sad when it closed. It's going to be another bank because we need more bank branches. We need nine gazillion bank branches in our country. That's the way that it works. But I was thinking about that in when I saw that story today. On top of I don't know what made me think about this the other day, but if you would come out of the McDonald's right and after and also this before I get into this, that McDonald's had the most patient people on God's earth working in it. The nonsense that they'd have to deal with. I mean, I remember standing in line there to get like a coffee or grab a quick, just a cheeseburger or something. And they were just getting hell from some people. And I'm thinking, if I worked in this McDonald's, I'd last about three hours before I'd come across that counter and knock somebody out or die trying. Because the nonsense that they've had to deal with. That downtown McDonald's was wild as hell. But anyhow, if you'd come out of that downtown McDonald's or if you opted for the downtown McDonald's to not have what you wanted, if you wanted to go somewhere else, and you came around a corner and you went up the street, you went through uh, the, the um, and you went through uh, Market Square and you were on your way up that way, George Aikens... When the wind hit just right, okay, the smell of chicken and grease and fried food, especially the chicken that they had, would waft through the air, and it was one of the best smells in Pittsburgh history. I am not making that up. It was incredible. I was thinking of George Aiken the other day. It was, again, one of the best smells in Pittsburgh history whenever it would waft through the air, rip through Market Square, and you would smell it, and it was just insane. It was like it would make you come into Georgia. It would would pull you in. It would be like this haze, right? The crazy part about George Aiken, their fried chicken was so, so good. I mean, just insane. They had rotisserie chicken before the supermarkets had rotisserie chicken. You know, that was that was the thing. But the sneaky part about George Aiken, when it was advertised, I think, on the building as delicious prepared foods, and man, they're right about that. Their fish was probably better than their chicken. Well, not better. Was probably just as good as their chicken. The fish at George Aiken, oh, oh, on a Friday in Lent, 
when you went in there, or just any time, and you went in there, I'm like getting hung. I mean this. This doesn't happen all the time. I'm getting hungry right now for George Aiken fish. It was it just insane. But you, it was one of the places, too, at George Aiken, right there um, when he went up Forbes. It was like in a 200 block of Forbes. There was one. And he walked up uh, at George Aiken. It smelled like you walked into a deep fryer. And then when you left, your clothes smelled like that the rest of the day. But you didn't care. The breakfast, too, at George Aiken, eggs, bacon, sausage, stuff like that, insane. And they had fried shrimp, which was good during um, during Lent. But, man, the crispy and the hot chicken and the side dishes, they just, they hit. If there's one thing that's, people say, oh, I wish downtown had, and I do wish there were a couple places that were back. I do wish that they had, um, I wish that Honus Wagner Sports was still there. I obviously wish that the real department stores were still there because they were grand over the, especially over the holidays. I don't know if it'd be my A number one if I could bring something back to downtown. It would probably be Honus Wagner. But George Aiken is right there. I mean, I, I'm t- people... See, kids, they run in, and I hate to be this old man, but I've turned into this, so it's fine. I'll play the part. Kids run in, they get a sandwich. They don't have time. Everything's busy. Everything's in a rush. Everything's staring at your phone. Nothing is, all right, I'm going to take time to really, you know, have a nice meal, or I'm going to take time to just decompress. There you go. There's a word, decompress. I'm going to do that. You could sit at George Aiken. In one of those little ass tables or at the counter there and have that and just say, I want chicken. I want mac and cheese, please. I'd like mashed potatoes and let's go ahead and let's do it. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to take my time and I'm going to eat it bite by bite and it is going to be one hell of a thing. And when I leave here, the rest of the day at work, wherever I'm walking around or whatever I'm doing, I am going to smell like the inside of that deep fryer. But I just don't care. My hair, when I had hair, my clothes, all of them, just a deep fryer. And was George Aiken something? That whole, but it did, it, it could get wild outside. But here's the thing, like there was never any like violence or you didn't worry about stuff. Back to that McDonald's, though. You could go into that McDonald's. This was something I I could never understand. You could go into that McDonald's at 8 a.m. for a cup of coffee, 7 a.m. for a cup of coffee. You could go back, if you wanted to, at 5 p.m., and the same two dudes would be in the same booth playing chess. Playing chess, excuse me. It was grimy. It was wild it was crazy I can't tell you how many times I went in there dudes are trying to sell me their mixtape it was a great atmosphere I mean you had to keep you had to keep your wits about you but it was a hell of a thing now Huntington Bank is going in there so it is what it is there's my rant on the downtown McDonald's does downtown even I don't I don't walk around as much I go destination downtown now does it have a McDonald's even left is there there's not one on Wood Street obviously 
Uh, I don't think. I don't know. Does downtown even – do they have a McDonald's left? Do they have one of those real quick McDonald's, one of those small McDonald's? I don't know. I don't eat a lot of fast food, so I don't have a hankering for it. And when I'm downtown, there's definitely not George Aiken. Oh, the, you ever talk about something and you have a flashback like deja vu and you could taste it? That just happened in the side of my mouth with George Aiken's fish. It really did. Whew. Goodness. Man. <sighs> and the mac and cheese. And you know the other thing? They would just like yell out your ne- or your number when it was called. You'd wait kind of, and they'd be like, here you go. And they'd put it on a tray, and you'd take it to that little table. You, I would take George Aiken, I think, over ultra-fine dining. It just felt real. And you know what else you could do in those days? Man, do I sound like an old man? I don't care. You could get a real-life hard copy of the newspaper. And you had that, and you had the newspaper in your hand. And you read it as you sat there and ate. And no one screwed with you. No one bothered with you. You carried about your business, and you sat there, and you ate your chicken meal. Or you ate your fish meal. Or you had what you had, and man, was it good. That was the stuff. Those were the times. But speaking of that deja vu, I could taste it like in the side of my mouth a couple minutes ago. I really could. I could taste the chicken and the fish and the macaroni and cheese. And I would always get the fish and kind of mix it up in the macaroni and cheese and have one great, grand, uh, incredible bite of those two things together. Oh, and you just smell the grease and hear the, and it, you could hear the uh, utensils hitting the griddle. And that was another thing. Kind of sounded like a little bit of a Waffle House-ish kind of sound to it. And then every once in a while they throw, and they I don't know if they would do like the cold water or whatever it was on the grill. You, to like clean it off. Those were better times. They really were. They were much better times. Give me George Aiken. I wish they could open George Aiken for just one day. I'd like to go to George Aiken and just eat until I couldn't even stand up. Because I, if you if I, if you asked me if I could go gorge somewhere, it would be that. Back into some Steeler talk. I don't know what made me go off on a McDonald's and George Aiken rant, but I miss it. I miss the Market Square right around that area like it used to be. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Back into the Steeler talk. Your calls on Aliquippa. We're all over the place and... That's fine by me, right here on The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Bright light said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. 412 That's 412-289-3370 here on the fan. I take you up until 1030. So there's that. What night is it? It's Wednesday night. Huh. Interesting. All right. Steelers offensive coordinator. Let's talk about this. I'd love to take some calls on this. 412-928-9370. Like I said, I'll give you the number again. So the deal is this. They're bringing in some different people. Uh, it is. It looks to be younger people. It looks to be the direction that they're going. Uh, who knows? Like, I say this all the time, and I joke the past couple days. Wait until Art II was like, is like, wait a minute. Where is this process going? We need to interview Bruce Coslett and Norm Chow before this gets too far down the road with all these young bucks. Um, but no, with Robinson and with Cliff Kingsbury and with some people like that, who knows where it does go? Hopefully it's headed in that direction. But I ask you this at 412-928-9370. Does it matter? See, I think it does, but I catch myself in a tug of war, and sometimes I say, I wonder if it does. I guess that's the best way to put it. I wonder if it does. Because... When you look at the quarterback situation and you see who they have, I thought about this and I said, well, who knows if Mason Rudolph's going to be back, but let's play for, let's for argument's sake, say that he is. So let's say the Steelers go into the quarterback or go into the season with Mason Rudolph and with Kenny Pickett as their quarterbacks. If I told you as Steeler fans that either the Ravens, the Browns, or the Bengals were in that exact same scenario, you would say, <laughs> okay. That's what you'd say. You wouldn't feel comfortable about that. You just wouldn't. Don't lie to yourself. Well, I think that Mason Rudolph might be okay. I think Kenny Pickett is not a great NFL quarterback and never will be. Um, if another team had that plight, so to speak, you'd feel confident in your ability to beat them. So when I break it down like that, the next step is this. They could bring in Bill Walsh. They could bring in whomever. And do you think it's going to make a difference? See, I think whenever you set forth an offense and you put people in a position to win or at least play better, that potentially they're going to play better. And I heard uh, Pony on earlier today, and he was talking about when he talked to Aditi Kinkabala. And Aditi Kinkabala talks to a ton of people. She just She does. And I've known her since we both covered Big East football. It's going on 20 years now, if not more than that. And when we did that, she established sources. She talked to everybody. And it's just the way that she is. She's not making up stories. And she came out and she told Pony that she talked to four offensive staffers in the NFL who said, yeah, I could fix Kenny Pickett. No problems at all. Just let me coach him. I'm sure they're not clamoring to coach him, but they think they could fix him. 
which means there's pliable clay there. There is something that they think they could do to get him to be a pretty good NFL quarterback. I'm not so sure about that, but they seem to think so. So in saying all of that, in saying that, does that make you feel better that a coach can come in here? This is, let me explain again, the tug of war that I am in. I don't think Kenny Pickett's really good, but I heard Aditi say that, which means, okay, can he be coached up? So that's the quandary that the Pittsburgh Steelers have. You hear the intro stuff to these segments, and you hear them mentioning offensive coordinators who have merely just got an interview here in Pittsburgh. We are that football crazy in this town that we have promos about people who just interviewed, don't even have a job with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Promos about people who have simply interviewed, and that is it. That's how nuts we are. And so we all get on board and we all take our sides and we say, I wonder what could happen if. I wonder what would happen if this happened or if that happened. I go back to, and I could be swayed, it doesn't, I'm excited about the offensive coordinator hire because I do think it's very important to, and I heard Doug uh, Whaley talk about this early this morning, the trajectory of the organization, or at the very least, it's important to identifying what way the organization wants to go. Does it want to skew younger? Does it want to try to get with the times? Or is it same old, same old? That's very important. But I am still stuck, again, with that ping pong match, that back and forth in my own mind with the whole, can that person do anything with the current constructs of the roster? I just don't know. Then I get back to this, and this is purely hypothetical. But what if one of the very good offensive coordinators, one of the very young offensive coordinators, and it turns into, and they come into Pittsburgh, and it turns into, and it's somebody they really want, okay? It's Clint Kubiak, right, who will be free to interview as soon as the 49ers are done. And you can even talk to him before then, but you can't name him. He's the pass game coordinator of the 49ers. What if he blows them away in the interview? Or what if one of the other guys blows them away in the interview? guy from the Chargers, Robertson, and says, this is the guy. There's no one even close. Holy heck. Weidel sat there. Omar sat there. Tomlin sat there. Rooney sat there. And they said, he just drew up these concepts I have never seen in my life. He's the best football coach that's ever walked in this building. Okay? What if that happens? And they say, he's our guy. And then they say, you have any questions for us? And he says, yes, sirs. I'll take this job right now. I won't even get back on that plane. I'll sign right now and be your offensive coordinator. But I'll only do it under the condition that you draft a quarterback. What would you do then if you were the Pittsburgh Steelers? Because if I am a name, and I'm somebody that is the sought-after commodity, I'm somebody that the Pittsburgh Steelers want, right? I don't necessarily think that that's out of the question. I got other chances. I got other jobs I could get. I could go to New Orleans. I could go to Vegas, potentially. I could go to other places and be the OC. But here you know you're the big dog. You are running the show. At least if the Steelers come to their uh, get their wits about them. Because Mike Tomlin is a defensive guy. If the Steelers want to win, and if the Steelers are uh, putting themselves in the best position possible, they essentially give you keys to half the building. So that's what should happen. Right? You're running a whole half of the part of that show. I wouldn't put it past somebody to say that. Because if you look at it, 
And I know Aditi talked to those four people. And I don't think any of those four people are people who are potentially uh, going to be hired by the Pittsburgh Steelers, nor were interviewed by the Pittsburgh Steelers. But if that would, if it would come to that, I just wonder what the Steelers would do. Are they so hell-bent right now on loyalty? Are they looking at the situation where they say, we got to ride it out with Kenny Pickett. He has to be our guy. It must be him. Man, I don't know. But if I was somebody and I knew I was a maverick play caller, I knew nobody could match wits with me, and I knew I could make that ball go down the field. But the one impediment was the current quarterback, Room. I'd play my hand heavy with Rooney. They are in a position right now, no question about it, where they need that guy more than that guy needs the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll say that again. This isn't every day that this happens with this once mighty and powerful and great organization. A great offensive mind right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers need that person more than that person needs the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is a very sad reality, but it's a reality right now. A great offensive mind, they can go to Vegas. A great offensive mind can go down to New Orleans with a new staff and go and figure that out. He can go to Vegas with that guy and coach out there, and that's a much different city, a much more fun time, and I know it's not as football crazy, but you're living in Vegas. You could sell your wife on, how about the weather out here? How about all the things happening out here? You know, there are a lot of people that are from California or Texas or Florida or whatever. I love it here. People love it here. We love it here. They sure as hell don't want to live in Pittsburgh. Sun shines three days a year. It's the way that it is. We love it. We grew up with it. I'd play my hand heavy with Rooney if I was somebody that they wanted. And we'll see where it goes. This is a case right now of the Pittsburgh Steelers only having the upper hand with so many people. And I hope they realize they kind of don't have the upper hand with everybody. It might be a case where they slide a piece of paper across the table and they say, now write down what you need. Because make no mistake, the Pittsburgh Steelers are in dire straits. And if that person writes down first round quarterback, I don't think you just drive them back to Greater Pitt and tell them to get on the airplane and say, I'm sorry, we can't do that. I think you take it under advisement, especially when measured against how good of a play caller that person can be. We haven't seen it like this in quite a while. Some Steeler fans have not seen it like this in their lifetime. It is dire straits from an offensive standpoint. Don't let three good weeks of Mason Rudolph gloss over the fact that this team was scoring 11 15, 17, 12, whatever it was, throughout the balance of most of the year. It's got to get a whole lot better if they want any chance to succeed. Your call's next, 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Let's give you that weather right now, that wonderful Pittsburgh weather. Uh, Sun Chevrolet, the weather is brought to you by 2024 starts with great incentives on Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox and Silverado, sunchevy.com, high of 53 overnight, and it will rain all throughout the night. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
you. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.